The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. I want to get to this story, and uh, I'm going to start with a question for you. Um, if you had to take a look at um, how much activity your kids are up to right now, and by activity I mean physical activity, by getting up and moving, maybe your grandkids. How much are they actually doing right now? A new participation report card suggests that they aren't moving enough, and experts are calling on you to help change that. The 2020 report card on physical activity for children and youth gives a failing grade for overall 24-hour movement and the slimmest of passes for overall physical activity. Dr. Valerie Carson is a University of Alberta epidemiologist who helped come up with the grades. Dr. Carson joins us this afternoon. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. All right, let's start with this. So um, give me an idea first off. How did you come up with the grading system? How how did you, you know, what fell into an A+, what fell into a D? Yeah, so um, the report card is really the most kind of comprehensive assessment of child and youth physical activity. So uh, we synthesize data from the past two years um, from multiple different sources. We take the best available research and uh, we have benchmarks for our different indicators. And so a certain percentage falls in a a letter grade of this and a certain percentage falls in a letter grade of that. So kind of very similar to what it would be like in school. All right. So from what I understand, um, that there's a, a few guidelines when it comes. It's the 20, Canadian 24-hour movement guidelines. Calls for at least uh, 60 minutes per day of moderate to vigorous physical activity. No more than two hours per day of recreational screen time and at least eight to nine hours of sleep every night. It's interesting that uh, so when it comes to the overall physical activity part, a D plus was uh, handed. Was That was the grade. What is happening in Canada? What is happening in Alberta? What kind of numbers are we seeing? Just how little are kids getting active? Yeah, so exactly. Those are the recommendations. And so now um, with our new 24-hour guidelines, we don't just look at physical activity. We look at the time children are spending on screens. We look at the time they spent sleeping because this is all, these behaviors are all interacting uh, together and and so we haven't really seen over time much of a change in physical activity uh, since we've been doing the report card. So uh, we're we're continuing to have um, trouble getting children um, to be as active as as they were generations ago. So what's the problem? What's the problem? Is it um, is it screen time? Is it TVs? Is it gaming? Is it um, you know maybe mom and dad aren't as active um, as they should be? Is it, or is it a whole is it a whole group of things? Yeah, there's definitely a, a lot going on. Um, a lot of reasons for it, um, and you've highlighted a number of them. So you know, with uh, with the screens, um, that's become a huge part of our culture. Um, and so we know that uh, families would often now spend more time inside on a screen versus uh, going out, and, and children just going and, and just playing outside. So yeah. not necessarily being an organized sport, but just going out and playing, and that that has really changed over generations. Um, but uh, the theme of this year's report card is really focusing on the family and and yeah. um, as you mentioned uh, parents who are more active tend to have children that are active so uh, family members are really important role models for for their kids 
Um, e, I want to get back to that in just a second. What I thought was interesting was that on the sleep front, which was, what, uh, eight to nine hours of sleep every night, that was the highest grade that was given out with a with a B for sleep. And I actually thought, given the fact of, of uh, you know, school pressures and maybe the screen time, maybe the gaming, that 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 grade might be lower so kids are getting most of them getting the the right amount of sleep yeah so for for five to 13 year olds the guideline is nine to 11 hours and for 14 to 17 year olds the guideline is eight to 10 hours and Mm. it's a great definitely when we look at the grades you're right the b uh the sleep did get the highest grade um this the sleep is based on what we call kind of self-report so parents are kind of reporting what they think their children are getting and so um they think they're going to bed at this time and getting up at this time they may not know that in the middle of that they were they were checking their their message their messages and things like that so it is kind of a, a an approximation of what parents think children are getting but it's not a, a very precise measure i would say Dr. Valerie Carson joining us this afternoon. We're talking about the new participation report card showing that kids aren't moving enough. And as you as you mentioned earlier, it's uh, it's really focused on the family this year right now. And there are some recommendations on how, as a family unit, people can get moving. You want to touch on on some of those? Um, you know, what can what can parents do? What what can we do as as that unit to get moving more besides the obvious of actually just getting moving that tends to be the hardest part yeah and so i think we we wanted to highlight this year that um to to get moving it doesn't need to be complicated it doesn't need to be expensive and um we know that there's lots of pressures on families right now and on parents so the idea is not to go out tomorrow and make a big change but just to take some small steps in the right direction and so some tips to, to help do that is the first one is to be an active role model. So um, as families trying to incorporate more physical activity into daily routines, um, looking for opportunities to be active as a family. So that can simply just be going for a walk as a family, going for a bike ride, going out in the yard. Again, doesn't need to be complicated. Uh, the second tip is creating a family media plan. So as a family trying to get together and, and setting some limits on, on screen devices, trying to set aside some family time that's uh, free of screen. And uh, the third, which I think is, is one of the most important, um, is encouraging outdoor time. So obviously, while still maintaining our, our physical distancing uh, guidance, um, you know, going outside is, is going to increase our physical activity. It's going to reduce our time on the screens, um, improve our sleep quality. And it's also a really great boost for our physical and our mental health. Uh, Dr. Carson, I have to ask you this one because this is a part of the study as well. And Matthew just texted it into my show and he says, okay, come on. It seems a bit unfair to say we aren't physically active enough when we just spent three months in lockdown. (laughs) How does, how do, uh, you know, how did the lockdown, you know, play a role into any of this or was it done beforehand? I mean, the great news is, is that this has come out as we're trying to ease things, uh, you know, back into some sort of normal and maybe giving families an idea of what to do. But did that three months come into play at all with, with these, with these grades? Yeah, so that's a great question. And so it is important to note that this report card was developed before COVID-19. So all the work that went into it uh, was developed beforehand. Um, And and we uh, had been released in a time where um, yeah, things are starting to open up a little bit. So we, there was a, an additional study that was done uh, separate from the report card that was done in about April, and it was showing that 
um, we were moving even less um, during that period of, of COVID-19. Um, but we're hoping as things open up that um, we can start to think about that movement again. But absolutely still appreciating that it's, it's a very challenging time for families, for parents, lots of responsibilities. And so again, it's just trying to, to, to take some small steps and and the family unit right now is more important than ever. So uh, yeah. I think it's a great it's a great way to, to highlight uh, the importance of the family right now. But, you know, you're also suggesting that all of the pressure shouldn't be coming down on, on the family, that, you know, a number of different organizations should be helping with this as well. You're saying educators, government, healthcare uh, practitioners all need to play a role in this. How do you see, what role is that? How do we see that? Absolutely. So important to remember that with this physical activity, children being active, it's very complex. There's lots of of different factors that are influencing children's activity. And again, this year focusing on the family, but, uh, you know, as a society, we need to support uh, parents and we need to to support families. And so um, there's many different, uh, as you mentioned, the schools, uh, health professionals, government, we all need to think about how can we support families uh, and and to to help them uh, get children more active. And if we all work together on this and and the idea of focusing on the family is not to put all the pressure on the family, but to think about how can we support families in, in, in trying to improve our children's health. All right, Dr. Carson, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate your insight into this. Great. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was uh, kind of the details of some of the new participation studies suggesting, and again, it was done before COVID, um, suggesting that our kids aren't being active enough. Now, it's... Um uh, the past three months have absolutely sucked on this end. Like, let's be real. Um, I have, and I don't know what life is like at, at, at your place, and what are we going on for now? Four months now, it seems. Um, I have done like nothing. Honestly, nothing. I get up in the morning. I start work. I work till six o'clock, seven o'clock. I go sit on the couch and watch TV. Like, it's, it's that bad. I had a two-week stretch where I was up every morning downstairs, uh, you know, working out with the weights. We have a, an elliptical, an old elliptical downstairs, and, and then it broke. And I'm like, ah, okay. Uh, and, and, and in all reality, I could get out and walk the dog every morning, but I haven't. And I haven't, and it's not just been the past three months or four months. I haven't done it in years. And and I don't know what it's going to take to kick me in the butt to get going. Um, so I don't know what you're doing at, at your place. And, you know, I've been on the other side of it. I'm at, you know, let's be real. I weigh the most that I ever have in my life. The most that I ever have in my life. Um, 15 years ago, I was on a stage at a bodybuilding competition. Competition. I've been on both sides. I've done the crazy workout stuff. I've done uh, the dieting. I've, I've done all of that. And, you know, I have never been able to find that happy medium. How have you found the happy medium. What are you doing um, to to stay active, to be active, maybe to get a little healthier? I'm 50 years old almost, and um, I'm starting to worry about that sort of stuff, right? So I'd love to know what you've been doing. As well, you know, sitting here right in front of my face is my iPhone and my computer. And do you ever get those updates on just how much time You've been on your phone, and I, I use my phone a lot for work, but on a daily, sometimes it's like six hours 
I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. It's just, um, it's staggering at times. And um, in my world, um, working from home has added to that, has has added to all of these issues. But again, it's just another excuse. There's no reason why I can't get off work and go for a walk. I live out in the middle of nowhere. There's lots of roads around here, lots of trails, lots of farmer's fields. It's a good thing that I'll have little ones because I'd be a brutal role model when it comes to getting active. Remember when we were kids? Oh, yeah, the good old days. I know, I know. But when we used to just play outside all the time? Ugh. Anyway. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.